Hey everyone, welcome to the BizDev Podcast. I am David Baxter, I am your host, and I am joined by professional foot model, Gary Voigt. I got a good it's one. An unknown, How's it going, man? It's an unknown career choice, but it's it's pretty lucrative. I mean, well, what, what you don't, circles, what he's not telling I'm, you. Huh? What, they're, what are you not telling you? You're fired as a hand model. Right. Because you got my gnarly hand, hands, but gorgeous hands are feet. Gnarled. Yeah, but yeah. my feet are, I mean, pretty special. I've heard, I don't want him to get a big head, but I've heard he's the Fabio of feet. That's what I've heard. Yeah, they look tough, so they call me toe feet. <laughs> Rambo feet? Do you have Rambo feet? <laughs> no, I have Britney Spears feet, uh, 7-Eleven oh, barefoot nice. with the dirty, like small pieces of glass are stuck in my heel and I can't even tell. Nice, <laughs> nice. You give bad, Britney a bad bad name. Oh, wait, that's a Bon Jovi song. Anyway, all right, we are here to talk about business, uh, tech, startups, entrepreneurship, uh, Gary's feet and uh, all that good stuff. Um, we're going to start with the story. I've been holding this story uh, for my team because I didn't want, I wanted Gary to hear it the first time here on the podcast. So, okay. So I went to the state fair over the weekend and that's, if you can tell my head is bright red, which is different than my pasty white, um, which is weird. I've never gotten a sunburn in October before. That was very strange. Uh, but Definite it's a gorgeous day. proof of global warming then for sure. Is that what it is? <laughs> David got a sunburn in uh, October. It was very sunny. It was lovely. It was like 70 degrees. And that's why I was like, I, and I'm not worried about it. And there we go. No, I went on the, this ride and I, I will put a picture. I took a picture of me and my son before we got on this ride. This is the second year we've ridden it. And um, it's called the air raid. Uh, the NC state fair is in town until this weekend. And it is this, Big, long thing. So two arms and there's a two seats, four, well, there's four seats on each side. So eight on each side, but it's like a lever and you go like this. Right. And I mean, they're huge. It's probably a hundred feet tall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. And you I've, also I've spin. seen pictures of this. Yeah. Yes. The cage spins on its own. Okay. And this yeah, is second I'm year. So we knew kind of, sort of what we were getting into. Uh, my son is a huge roller coaster guy. Like just, those are. That is his manna from heaven is a good roller coaster. We went on, um, oh, the Pantheon, the new one over here at uh, Bush Gardens. Uh, an amazing ride. But anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, so I we're going on this and we're all. Too, but I'm, yeah, I get nervous about Bush Gardens. Rides. Is good, so some good ones. But yeah, fair rides are always scary for a different reason. Because you know in the back of your head that this ride was put up in 20 minutes the day before, right? You know, it's not a permanent thing. So the safety is always a bit sketch. And you know, in, the in guy the fact, operating, it's got a couple extra screws in his pocket because he didn't know where they went. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that. So last year we went on the same ride and we're in line and they pause the, the uh, ride. They stop it. Everyone's off. Dude comes out with this huge wrench, goes behind and starts just doing something. And then they turn the ride back on and we're all like, okay, here we go. We're going to die. <laughs> I wonder if sometimes so, they do that just to mess with the people. But then again, I don't know. I mean, that seems like a bad, bad advertising. Yeah. Uh, so we get on this ride and we're riding and it is super intense. Uh, it, it, I, it was more intense than I remembered. Like I was, it was crazy. First off, <laughs> I'm a relatively thick individual. And this guy comes up to, to push me in because it's got an overhead harness because you're going upside down, right? So it's got to hold yeah. you in real well. And this guy pushes it and he gets my son in and my son who weighs about a pound. He's in there and he's fine. He's got it all. This guy comes up to me and keeps 
like he's doing CPR to get this thing tighter and tighter. It's got a latch. I actually had broken. Oh, it was so bad. I had broken blood vessels all up in my shoulders because of this guy. And well, in the ride, because I was going upside down. But so I could, it's hard to breathe. So it's tight. I'm not going anywhere. I am stuck like a marshmallow inside of a s'mores. And I am, we're going, we're going and we're screaming. I scream like a little girl on rides. It is great. Uh, <laughs> my kids are embarrassed and I love it. I mean, I just, I, I love it. So I'm going and we're done with the ride. And at the end, so there's, again, there's two large arms, right? And yeah. they have to let the people on the bottom go first. And so I, you're sitting up there at the top all by yourself. You're breathing heavy, collecting yourself because you just got thrown around, right? So you're sitting yeah. up there for a good minute while the other two But is the on. little cage that you're in also like rocking back and forth? And- it's pretty stable when it's not oh, moving. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know if they push a button that says no more moving or not, but you're not swaying. It's, okay. it's fine. You're just up there and the breeze is lovely because you're super high in the air. And so my son and I start looking, man, my heart was racing, right? Because of the good ride. So I go and use my watch here to to check my heart rate. And uh, did your Apple watch start dialing the SOS? I've actually had that happen before with my phone. Um, But no, so I'm, 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 I got up to 135, which is like me in a full workout. Um, And I was like, wow. And then I noticed my phone was not connected to my watch. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It was in my back pocket. Huh? So we get off the dude who pushed me in so hard comes up. And he's like, is this your phone? Apparently my phone out mid- flew out of the ride. I can't tell you when I have no idea this happened but during flew, the ride, it was covered not, in it during the ride out when you were getting in and then you no, went no, 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 no. Like it, it just went, it, it was covered in grass, oh, which gosh. means it had left the side of the thing and landed on grass. I have no idea. I'm surprised no one died. This thing flew out. I mean, this is a missile. And it I don't know how high I was. I can't imagine it was too high. Not a scratch on the phone. This woman saw it when I picked it up. She's like, what kind of case do you have? And I said, I don't have one. <laughs> Amazing. So there's an ad for you for Apple. But that was so crazy. Flo- phone flies out of my back pocket, probably when we're spinning. Yeah. And... Well, there's out. been reports that the the new iPhones will dial like the crash assist from roller coasters because of all the yeah the the hard stops and the stops yeah. But well, so if, maybe yeah, you got some out of, those... of that because it fell out of your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly, I will say there was. It's not not an iPhone related thing, but similar kind. Of, we went on this kitty ride. This was years ago. Me and my son. We'd been all day every ride at I think it was Carowinds, which is a place in Charlotte, and um, great place. And we'd been going all day. And did every ride on the planet. We get, we're riding up the day. And we're like, there's this kitty roller coaster. And it's looking like, it's like a mouse. I don't even know what it's called. There's a little mouse and you just go and you get on it. And it's, you know, it's, there's no real big dips or anything. So it's just a simple lap belt. And yeah. You're going and it turns really fast. And that's the fun part. You go straight, 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 like 180 degrees, hard turn. And we're like, hey, this is fun. This is much more intense than we expected for the kids' rides. Very end, right before we're getting off of it. It does this stop like a punch to the gut. You get whiplash. Boom. We had no idea that this was coming. So I wasn't flexed. I wasn't ready. You know, normally you'll flex on a roller yeah, coaster yeah. and you'll prepare. So you just you know, got nothing. Just got <laughs> gut punch. My son and is crying because, I mean, he's like he, diaphragm. He can't breathe. This thing. Knocked I felt the so wind bad out of him. Dude. Knock the wind totally. I mean, this was so hard. Like, if you were a kid, wow. you would, like a, he was probably 
11 or 12, if you were a little kid, that would have just knocked you unconscious. I, I don't know. I mean, know. when you're a little kid, you're basically a rubber band that's true. jello. So. That's right. Oh, it was brutal. Like I was like, oh, that really, really, really hurt. Anyway, totally relevant. But there's my, my fair story for you. I thought that was a good one. Um, pretty, pretty crazy that my phone flew out of my pocket on a roller coaster. Well, a thrill ride, whatever you want to call it. Since things are kind of crazy, I just went with something simple and something that we can talk about because I know how much you love Apple products, like your iPhone and watch. The new iPads kind of came out. You act like I'm a shill. A lot of fanfare, just like a little video and announcement. It was a press release, right? Yeah, but it wasn't like a, you know, it wasn't an event or anything like that. I'm sure it was covered by every YouTube and their, you know, mother from here around mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, but Dave 2D, who's one of my favorites, is that I haven't watched this yet. So, I mean, they're just upgrades to the more recent models of iPads, but a little bit different. Like the camera's got a bump up and they got moved. Now um, the front facing camera is now in the landscape, in the center of the landscape mode instead of portrait. So it's like if you're on a- That's the best feature of the whole thing right there. Well, and you know, spec bumps and processor bumps. The new pro version has the M2 chip and it has something that really reacts to the um, distance in which the Apple Pencil is from the screen. That is pretty cool. I, they call it hover. Is it? But that seems so gimmicky. It it seems like it's a good idea until you start drawing a lot on it, maybe. And I'm assuming, because I don't have an iPad with an Apple Pencil, but I'm assuming you would have to disable that feature in certain apps that you're like drawing or doing any kind of artwork or even taking notes because you just get close and you pull back, like maybe not this. No, I'm going to draw. No, I'm not going to. And it's just going to look like a mess everywhere. But I think maybe That's in some apps... Have. It might be good. Like if if there's stuff where you're like maybe to-do lists or tasks where you're like dragging and dropping and rearranging things, that might be cool. I, I, I want the tactile of me my feeling the pen is on the glass. I Yeah. That's well, the that's problem with too. a lot of those. Well, but I'm just saying, I don't know if, when I would ever want it to be hovering, but yeah, they've got it. That's cool. I, t- to me, I, I've used my iPad. I've lost my pencil. So currently I'm not doing this, but that was where I took notes a lot. Um, and I, the one thing I complain about is writing on glass is just too smooth. I wish yeah. there was just, and some of the other ones I've seen, like Remarkable, I've heard they put a little grit on the screen. So it yeah, feels I think a you can more buy like, paper. like the little screen stickers that give you a little bit of a texture, like a paper style okay. texture. So it's not as smooth. Um, kind of like uh, I think... the Wacom Cintiqs have that, that kind of like subtle grit texture on there mm-hmm. the Cintiqs are the ones that you see the screen and you draw on the screen that comes with the tablet it's not a separate thing okay and those have like that yeah it's not it's not a hard smooth glass it's a little bit of a texturized glass so it feels like a paper and there's even i think you can even change it out for different levels of grit and texture um or buy Whoa. something that you could stick on for that but yeah i understand the idea of if it's just a smooth plastic pencil tip and a really smooth what is it the sapphire glass it just might be a little too slick i think the ipad in general the new ones i love the new camera position the fact that they didn't put that on the pro is interesting to me i think the fact that it went up 120 bucks is insane Um, and apple knows it's insane because they're still selling the cheap one so like I just, I don't like, and that cool little keyboard cover that they came out with is another $200. Yeah, so the entry the level first, iPad. 
it's crazy. The iPad keyboard case thing that they came out with. Now they upgraded it to a different style and it fits. I don't, I don't know if you can use the new one with the old ones though. You can't use the new, you can't use the pros with them. It's it is for the smaller regular okay. iPad. The pros still have the floaty keyboard, which is $400, which I will say I have one and it's neat, but I will say I'm not sure in the end it's worth the extra weight. I don't yeah. know. It, it turns it into a kind of a mini laptop, which is kind of neat. Um, but it, it, I get frustrated every time I try to use my iPad as anything but an iPad. I think it's didn't not HP just come out for with a, a new laptop slash tablet combo thing? No, there's tons of them. Yeah, they all have one. So now. I think this they all is want Apple's version of like, we already dominate the tablet area. So if we just make another cool little keyboard thing, it'll compete with the other laptops. that They're trying to take on the Surface. Tablets. Yeah. The Microsoft Surface is the ideal, if you're wanting a mini little laptop, it is the ideal computer. And I don't know why Apple doesn't make one. If you they can certainly could. Windows. Yeah. Fair, fair. If you have good taste and stuff. But if, I just think, I mean, if you're not a Windows guy, but what, but the problem is, is an iPad sideways on a keyboard, you, you think it's a, key, a computer. It's not. It's an iPad. You can't do multiple things at a time. I don't care what kind of piles and stage manager are coming out. That's the new version. It's supposed to be amazing yeah, and trash at the same time. Um, it, it's just not the same because there's no concept of files. There's none of that stuff that you just need for work. I need to yeah. send you a file. I need to make a file. I need to send. None of that exists on the iPad by def, by it's totally on, on purpose. purpose. So you put it on the keyboard and you feel like you can do work. And then you immediately run into a wall. And I'm like, if you really want to do work and you want that form factor, the Surface is an amazing piece of tech. And I don't understand why Apple, I mean, Apple easily could make a Mac that had all the stuff of a Surface. But why make less products? And it would be amazing. Selling more. We're going to segue into our main topic, getting back to the schmooze. The schmooze? Oh, man. Something you've been yes, doing lately. And I actually, I because of that, I found a couple articles that were published later in the later in the spring, beginning of summer, like May, June time. Because I guess that's when a lot of uh, business events and networking events started coming back online and people going out to like conferences and seminars and expos and whatever. So I thought it would be a fun little way of taking the perspective of getting back into like the networking in person idea for a company that is a remote company. Obviously we're not all going to be in the same place at the same time to network with, you know, like-minded individuals within the same kind of jobs that we do or whatever together. But as the founder owner, and maybe even if you were in a, like a marketing role or an executive role, even if it is a remote company, there's gotta be, some sort of business or networking events in the area in which you live. So yep. even if you're a remote co company, what are the benefits that you can get from in-person events, meeting events, networking well, I think, events? I think unless you have a very specific kind of business, um, like if you're a software as a service, let's say you are Airbnb, just as a cheesy example. If you're the CEO of Airbnb, you have no reason to go and I'm just, I'm using that. That's a huge company. Let's just go back in time when they were tiny. I'm not talking about size. I'm talking about their entire existence is national by definition, right? So if you have a software as a service, networking is kind of 
difficult. It's different. It's just very different. Most people who are selling gizmos, doodads, services, whatever, networking is still essential because even if you're 100% remote like we are, your client base is going to be wherever your salesman is. Now, if you're a startup, if you're an entrepreneur, you're new at this, the founder is the sales guy. So, I mean, Big Pixel, all of our clients, not all, most of our clients are in North Carolina. That's just where they are. Because at the end of the day, if someone's going to write you a big fat check, they want to meet you. They want to see your face and they want to, they want to hold you accountable and they want you to come inside. When you do something wrong, they want to beat you up in person. Right. Yeah. Well, these All companies might things. be doing business outside of North Carolina and have, you know, branches of course. that span. But the the point of sale for you to these clients in which this relationship started was based on the fact that the two people were in North Carolina at the same time. Yeah. I mean, the headquarters of your client is probably yeah. going to be local. I mean, that's that's just true. It, it's again, all our entire team is all over the United States, but almost all of our clients are in Raleigh, not in Raleigh, around Raleigh. And that I don't think will ever change. And so it's kind of like everybody says, well, you can, you can work from anywhere, David, you can go anywhere you want live at the beach for like an hour. I could right. until a client wanted to meet with me or I needed yeah. to go sell something. Um, I mean, I've taken long weekends, right? That's nice. But it's not something I can do on a regular basis because my clients want to meet me. They want to see me and schmoozing back to the original question is how you build that enterprise. Whatever your enterprise is, if you sell soap or you sell services, you need to go out there and, and schmooze and get and That's if you're a founder, you're a salesman by definition. If you're not a salesman, then you're going to fail because the only person who can sell your goods when you first get started is you. Um, it, it's, just that simple. You, you're it. So you've got to get out there. And, and it's been weird because I've been on the bench um, for years now. I mean, a few schmoozers here and there, but pretty rare since because of the pandemic and, and all of that. And part of it was I was busy, right? I, I was running the company. We had big clients that I had to go and take care of. And that kept me really busy. And this economy is different. It's changed. Our clients are wonderful but there's not as many people ringing the phone. So now I got to go shake trees again. And it's just the simple fact. Um, and, and it's much, cool. It's nice to be out there. As much of, I should say, for as much of the opportunity of networking online exists through things like LinkedIn or whatever social media or any kind of, like it's there and there's tons of people on them, but the connections made are not close to the same as meeting someone face to face. It is not the same. Unless you just happen to meet someone who is just ravenous for the service you provide, whatever that is. Plus you're also in a pool with up. every single other, in our case, custom software development agency that's on LinkedIn. To get back to the in-person, like local networking thing, it, it, it's a lot different. The approach is a lot different. The response you'll get from people is going to be a lot different than the canned answers you get in email replies or anything like that. Um, I took a few little notes. There was also a, an article that I will link in the show notes from the Harvard Business Review that's basically saying if you're going to get back into in-person networking now because you know a lot of people are and, and the global pandemic has gotten to a point where we're kind of able to take care of ourselves better so we're not stressed about meeting people anymore, there was a few options that they had for you. Um, first of all, if you're going to do it, be respectful of people's personal space because 
that dichotomy might have changed since the last time? Huh. I hadn't thought about that. I just yeah. went to one last week. And the I didn't notice most people are probably back to what they were doing previous, but just every now yeah, and then. Yeah, I mean you always have the you little see circle, someone a little right? bit like stand backish or not wanting to shake hands, you know, stuff like that. Just bear in mind it's probably because we just came out of a gigantic health. That's the funniest thing about to me about schmoozers is like there's this unwritten rule. I don't know how many of those you've ever really done, but you go into these places and there's the half circles. Have you ever, have you ever seen this? So everybody's talking and they create a little circle of they're all talking. What do you do? What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I do this. And they're in this circle. And then a new person wanders up and they join the circle and they stand there or they're behind the circle. And then the rest of the circle notices Waiting and opens the, the circle. Oh, okay. And then they come in. Oh, hey, and it's just this unwritten rule of how schmoozing works is because we're all here for the same reason. We're here to meet people, right? So you might be someone I want to meet. So we're going to let you into our circle. It's like the most inclusive uh, high school lunchroom you've ever seen. It's just <laughs> it's they're, they're letting, letting people yeah, in because they don't want clicks. You can come sit with us. Come sit with us because you might be the exact person I'm trying to sell, right? I don't know you at all. Or you might not be. I met a guy the other day. Uh, at a schmoozer and he runs and this immediately interested me he runs a custom sock business oh that's awesome where he makes socks and you can sign up for a subscription and he'll send you a sock a month or you can get custom socks and i was like dude i could talk to you about that forever because i love stupid socks believe um, it or not there's and they make socks for small that feet do that I, yeah i've heard of those before i've never met one in person there's companies that uh, do I, like uh PJs too, like pretty much print or embroider anything you want on pairs of PJs. I know you've seen. I wanted to do big pixel like. socks, but you have oh, to do a hundred pairs, and well, and a, that would be a. a we, there's only ten of us. <laughs> Everybody gets a week's worth of socks. Enjoy. No, no one wants that. Um, but uh, anyway, it's funny who you meet. And here, if I if I, I'm probably going off off your topic here, but when if you're going to do a schmoozer. Here's what the advice I give to everybody. And I specifically give this when I'm going and mentoring. I do a, a, not a lot. I do some mentoring stuff. And some of it is to college kids coming out and what do they do and stuff like that. And I say, hey, if you're doing schmoozers, you know, this is critical for founders. Go in with the idea that you're going to have one good conversation. And that's how you judge success. Did you have one? And what do I mean by that? A good conversation is the right your target market or someone you can learn from finding another mentor is even better. Um, but someone who you can make a real connection with someone who you can sell to or buy from potentially vendor, you know, great vendor yeah. or someone you can be mentored to. Those are the three I would really focus on and spend your night there. If you, you'll know it, you'll know it when you're in the middle of a conversation, it'll check a box. Oh, I'm having the conversation right now. This is it. I'm doing it right now. Because it, it's you're 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 vibing, you're getting along, you're enjoying each other's company, and you're both you both have something to gain from it. Because if you if you if you, what's the right word for it? Nurture that little blossoming new relationship. It's like speed dating, right? If you're blossoming this little relationship. I don't know if that's the right verb, but you can really get something out of it. I mean, we've gotten full on clients from a one good conversation. Oh, yeah. and I mean, it, it can happen. There's a couple of things on that. I was going to say like, um, just people know people and then those people know more people. And then eventually out of those people, they probably know someone that needs your services. 
So that word of mouth promotion, you know, from nurturing that little relationship and building a, um, you know, an ongoing longer relationship just based off that one good conversation can actually come back maybe in a year, year and a half. You don't even know about all of a sudden, boom, Hey, I heard about you from this guy, you know, check the box from that conversation. He told me you do this. A couple of notes on that though. One schmoozing is the long game. Yeah. That is schmoozing is not your marketing budget. Okay. Don't pay big bucks to go to a conference and expect it to be a quick turnaround. It's not. I mean, it might, you might have a Hail Mary magical moment where you get a new client that night. Almost zero. It happens, but it's almost zero. Don't go into it thinking that's that's what's going to happen. This is the long game. You are, you are getting your name out there, your brand out there. You're making connections. Like Gary was saying, that connection might lead to another connection. And in eight months, that random phone call comes in. You have no idea why. He doesn't even tell you why. He just had a good referral from a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. And you now have new business. This is the long game. Do not go into this in a hurry, which I will tell you, I have to tell myself every time I go to a schmoozer because I want to, I want to sell, right? It's in my blood. Let's go. That's not what schmooze is about. And if you come off too hard as too much salesy, you will absolutely nuke yourself because yeah, you're like, no one's going to want to talk to you. No one wants to talk to that. You just go in there and tell them what you do and be a cool person. You win. Building your brand. That's one thing. It's meeting the people behind the business or the brand can reaffirm, you know, someone's feelings towards that business or brand brand. So it helps grow your reputation on a level more than just how much they see you online or in their emails or whatever, you know, or see articles or anything like that. The the more they can actually meet the people behind the product or the people behind the company and walk away with a good feeling about that, that group of people, it's definitely going to make the company or the brand that much stronger and easier for that person to kind of sell for you to other word of mouth or recommendations or any other people that they meet. So as a new company, you have no gravity. And I use that term a lot, meaning no one's coming to you for your services. You have to tell everyone else about your service. And what do, when you're selling jeans, soap, whatever, what, what are you? You're, you're a promise, right? Cause they don't know you can do what you say you're going to do. A lot of people absolutely lie. So your relationship and your ability to build that relationship is all they have to go off of. And here's the other thing that's 100% true. Everyone who wants to get in touch with you will absolutely forget. So when you're done with your schmoozer, whether you collected a bunch of business cards or a bunch of LinkedIn people, whatever you collected, collect something, get away. Just like any sales thing, your entire goal when you're schmoozing is to set up the next meeting, right? That's it. That's why you exist. So your next meeting is to to meet with them and have coffee or lunch or whatever. And so it's on you as the founder to do it. I, I, if anytime I meet someone and say, well, they never called me. So I, in my back of my head said, your company's going to fail. <laughs> Cause if you're waiting on them to call you, you're done. So any last bit of advice for uh, a way to follow up? That's not cringy from anybody that you had a good conversation with at a schmoozer. Um, my advice is do it, get out there and do it. Um, seriously. There's no good reason. I mean, if you're a founder and you're not doing it on your local level, you're missing out. I mean, so the be- best advice I ever got was networking. How do, how'd you build your business? I asked this guy who ran a business 10 times my size. I was just getting started and he was so nice. He's like, networking. 
It's all about meeting people. And if that's, if your goal is to build a business, this is a requirement. You don't have a choice. Get out there and do it. It's uncomfortable. Sure. But if you go out for one meeting, you know, really one good conversation, it's worth it. It's, it's too. The other thing is um, don't sell, just be yourself. Tell people what you do, but they're going to buy you, passion. not your product. Yeah. They're going to yeah. buy you, not your passion, not your, not your, passion. not your, not your product. You come in there with a sales card, you're done. Um, 10 reasons why you I still like business cards right now. Huh? <laughs> in the next five minutes, I still carry business cards. Um, I actually ordered some new ones, Gary Hellman design. Um, and people kind of frown upon it, but it's just the easiest non-committal way to say, Hey, if you'd like to get in touch with me, like a lot of people nowadays will go to LinkedIn and scan a QR code. And it's like a 50 second process that if this guy really doesn't want to talk to you, you've cornered yeah. him. I don't like that. So to me, it's, it's like, here's, here's a business card. Have a good one. If you don't like me, that's fine. You never have to contact me, but here's a way you can. Bye-bye. I'm out. Right. I mean that I still, still think that's the right way to do it. Um, I think, I think that's the end of my book. You've been looking forward to this movie for a long time. You've mentioned it several times on the podcast. You've mentioned your uh, hesitation of the rock playing a character other than the rock. And Yes. You finally did go see Black Adam. So without any spoilers other than the fact that I'm sure there's a ton of CG. Oh, it is Overall, CG fast. Yeah, for sure. High level, you know, 3,000 foot view, whatever, without giving anything away. Were your expectations it's... met? Yes. Or exceeded? No, Or met. were you underwhelmed and disappointed? Nope. I enjoyed it. I think okay. it, it's, it's getting really bad reviews. And I think the... You the think reason it was for that probably I, going to regardless, just because of the way it was hyped up, and for some reason, like I don't know why, but there's like a Marvel versus DC rivalry for the fans. Yeah, and, and the, any and Marvel most fans of will poo poo all the DC, and DC will poo poo all the Marvel. But the you know. the critics, I think, are looking for too much in the superhero movie. I think they're tired of them because their job is to watch movies, and they're tired of them because it's all very similar, and you, they're not wrong. But they're still entertaining. And I think to me, if you went into Black Adam looking for anything deeper than just pure entertainment, you're looking for the wrong thing, yeah. man. It's the rock and not, things go boom. Not every comic movie is going to be the Avengers. Not every, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're not fantasy all movies changing the world. The Lord of the Rings. It's we're, we're not going for Rosebud here, you know. I mean, it's it's good. It's a fun be movie. As amazing as, you know, The Matrix, but. <laughs> well the first one um yeah. <laughs> but the uh it, high level the the justice society who is his sidekicks in this movie it's obviously it's called black adam it's about black adam but the other people pierce brosnan um i don't know the other people's names uh, the guy who plays hawkman and cyclone oh, pierce brosnan oh yeah he's yeah. amazing he's really 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 he's dr fate who's one of my favorite uh obscure super obscure uh comic book people I had his little action figure when I was a kid. You squeezed his legs and his arms would go. Um, but he, they're really great. They're, they, to me, are more fun than he is. Black, Black Adam, by his very nature, is just a grumpy dude. It's just, that's his character. That's how Rock plays him. He's grumpy. And I think The Rock did what he was supposed to. He's not super charming like he is in every other movie, which is a plus in this case. He's not supposed to be. And I was afraid he was going to be, and that would have been really, really weird. He wasn't. He is grumpy. Um, did he do his eyebrow does... thing? Nope, not once. Not a single one. He does have a couple did smirks. Did he mention any tequila or Voss water? 
there was no tequila that I saw, no or, and there was no Vosswato, no ice cream, no uh, Under Armour, none of it. Um, <laughs> but generally speaking, it's entertaining. I don't. It is. I mean, unless The Rock by himself, which is possible, um, he could rebuild just his star power alone. I mean, there's so many people who just do whatever he says. Yeah. Um, I think he could build his own little franchise here. Is the movie good enough for that? Well, it's Ryan Reynolds kind of did the same thing with uh, Deadpool. So, yeah, but maybe that Deadpool that. is way better than this, but for totally different reasons. Oh, okay. I mean, the thing that was, was great that about Deadpool, other... it was. I'm sorry. What, what was that other superhero movie where it was like uh, Will Smith played him and it was like a grumpy guy that was Hitch? super. No, not Hitch. Hitch. No, not Hitch. Um, Hitch was the one Hitch where was the it was. Romantic him. comedy one. Yeah, he was like a how to it, hook up with Hancock. kind of guy. Hancock. Hancock. That was it. Yeah. Where he was just a grumpy, yep. disgruntled, drunk, strong guy Superman. who hated being yep. a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't like that, but I think Deadpool was really good. One, it was a limited budget and that actually made it more creative. And, and so the they didn't have to the, the ability. Budget made it funnier. <laughs> it was funny. It's funny. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah, like they could only afford Colossus. That was great. Yeah. Um, There's a giant house here and only two superheroes. I wonder why. <laughs> There's uh but this place they clearly had as much budget as they wanted. Even though yeah. I will say there are some of the CG effects that are surprisingly bad. Like you're like really? the thing with CG um, though. I mean, depending on how much is in the movie, and of course there's going to be a time constraint and a budget budget or whatever. So you the director's going to have to pick and choose which scenes are definitely the most important versus which scenes well, here's- might not get as much attention. And while it sounds good in creating the movie and you think that's a, a smart choice in the end, the people are going to remember the bad scenes more than the good scenes, just because it looked awkward and it doesn't. I will, well, there's two sides out. to that. The most memorable things in the movie, again, nothing spoiler or plot related cyclone, the way that they do, she does wind stuff. That's not a surprise. Think of her name, but the way they do her powers is amazing. Just the, okay. whoever Looking said, uh, the art director behind this, you know, whoever goes, you know, what w- would be neat. Whoever created the vision should win an award. And, yeah. Truly, okay, cool. really, really impressive. And two, the other thing you learn is even with a $150 million budget faces are still really, really hard. There's everyone wears a mask in this muscles and textures and movements and subtleties and faces. It's just hard. Just, you can't, everyone know. wears a mask it's getting except better, for the rock, but, it, but it's just, yeah, it's still not good. You can't wear you. You just can't do it. In the Rock, the character never wears a mask. It's kind of his thing, and so he has to grunt and shoot lightning out of his face and all this stuff. And it's just weird because it's just you can't do this very easily on CG. Right? It's just hard to make yeah. a guy grunt realistically and look like he's in pain realistically when it's pure CG. It's just hard. The so, way they got away with it on Cyclone is it was actually pretty neat. They'd spin their there's her uh, not hurricanes tornadoes all around her and she's in the middle of it and it's really you can tell it's the actress who's kind of just making a pose and they do all the cool stuff around her so she's not cg but everything around her is and so it looks really good because she doesn't have to grunt or anything and you know make funny faces is cg it works out the rocket doesn't sometimes most of the time it does best rock cg face scorpion king Oh, without it was a doubt. so horrible for sure. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, uh, to be fair, that was should never have been tried back then. That was some old. That's an old movie. That's now. like lawnmower oh, man right. CG. That's bad. oh gosh, so bad. Anyway, Anyways, 
dating. If you if you are a fan of either The Rock, uh, DC Comics, or any comics, I would recommend Black Adam. It is long. Um, the, the critics said it was boring. Series. I do not think it was boring. I do not think it was boring. Yeah, it'll be on HBO Max, I'm sure. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's Warner Brothers, right? So that'll be HBO. Yeah. All right. Well, to wrap this up, if anybody has any questions, comments, or suggestions, feel free to email us. Hello at thebigpixel.net. Or you can reach out to us on any of our social media channels or make comments below this YouTube video if you find it. Perfect. If you find it. It's not buried. <laughs> we'll tell you. It's free. It's right out there. Yeah. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next time.